Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Martin Luther King Jr. Bending Not Breaking The Dragon Prince Edition Season 3, Episode 2 The Crown Welcome back. It's another episode of the Dragon Prince edition of Bending Not Breaking. This is your host, Ben Pruitt, and I am so excited that I got to spend this time with you. This is really exciting because I have been thinking about how to f- like make this season work, and I think I have a plan now. And it's looking like it's coming to fruition. I'm going to start having some super cool guests on for the Dragon Prince episodes. And I really hope that you enjoy having them because I'm pretty eagerly looking forward to some of the guests that we'll have. Um, They may not be people you know, but the conversations will be ones that you will probably enjoy. So I'm just going to float that idea out there for you all. And if you want to know more... Uh, before it all happens, you can join our Patreon, because that's where people know what's going on, because that's where the cool people are at. Uh, I'm just saying, you can also be cool by joining our (laughs) Patreon, uh, BNB underscore pod. We have lots of cool perks on our Patreon page, including monthly live episodes. We have a Facebook group, that has some conversation happening every now and then. Uh, Oftentimes one of us will make a witty joke uh, every now and then, or someone will. And it it leads to some fun discussion. Uh, But additional perks are we have monthly mini episodes that we've been putting out pretty consistently. And in addition to that, we also have different tiers that involve different things. So like personalized mini episodes. We also have one-on-ones with me at one tier, which has been pretty cool for a few patrons as well. So moral of the story is I'm just offering that as an option to you because I don't want you to, you know... Uh, go on with life being ignorant of the joy that you could be having by joining our Patreon. That being said, not everybody can support on Patreon, but I know some of you are burning to support us another way. You can always just give us a really stunning review on Apple Podcasts or any other place where you can review our podcast. Those little reviews make a big difference in terms of circulation, so that helps. Anyway, I've spent too much time on this, so I'm going to move on. Today we're talking about ignorance. Ignorance is our lens for this week because I've been thinking about ignorance recently, and, you know, I think there's a lot of things that play with ignorance, and the story I'm going to share about it uh, kind of gets into that. So I was once upon a time interested in having a relationship, a romantic relationship. And I invited the person that I was interested in over for dinner and we were going to cook dinner. And I was really kind of like, okay, this is my moment, right? And so I'm excited to cook dinner. And I don't remember what we were cooking, but I do remember that we were cooking with garlic because garlic goes with everything, right? Garlic is delicious. And 
Uh, at this point, I was, you know, a young lad in college, and I didn't know all the joys of, of cooking that I, that I claim to know now. And one of the things was how to use garlic. So for those of you who don't know, uh, garlic is best utilized uh, in certain types of cooking when it is minced and crushed versus when it is sliced. And the reason is it gets uh, a different kind, a different level of the juices uh, out when you crush it versus when you slice it. And I go to prepare the garlic for whatever we were cooking and I am about to start slicing it and like chopping it and doing that and as soon as I start doing it the person I was interested in gasps and like this is like an audible and she's like what are you doing and I I was like I'm prepping the garlic and it was this like shocked, judgy look that led to her taking over the garlic. And I was like, okay, I can do other things. And I started prepping other things. And, you know, the rest of the time went well. But I realized that I, like, and it's one of those things where, like, I knew that you minced garlic. I had a garlic crusher, uh, um, a garlic press, if you will. And I had used that multiple times. And I did not have that at this location. So I was going to do my best work. And... You know, it just led to this me feeling inadequate for the rest of the evening because I was like, oh, I can't believe I didn't know what to do with the garlic. It was running through my head for through the rest of the night. And I clearly still remember this pretty well because it affected me. And so often I think people are judged for their ignorance. And what that leads to is I, you know, we are... <laughs> not partners we did not end up going on another date and it was one of the and it was one of those things that just kind of like left a a funny um feeling on the evening and i think that when we jump to this like gasp of ignorance and i like let me be real there are certain things that merit a gasp (laughs) and then there are things that don't and i think uh oftentimes that depends on our context and our situation but I also just want to want to note that no matter what, I wonder if the loving response is how do we really address your learning in this situation? And I, I think that ignorance often comes from like there's this fine line between like willful ignorance and stubbornness centered around like, no, I'm choosing not to learn that because I don't want to deal with the discomfort it will make me feel versus like the, I legitimately had no idea. And my response is to learn and do better. And I want to grow and I want to use garlic correctly. And let me be real. There are certain times where you do slice garlic. It's very helpful when you slice garlic for marinades, for instance, or for sauces. Anyway, I digress because this is not about garlic. This is about ignorance. Uh, Anyway, moral of the story is I wonder what it would be like for us as a community if instead of responding to ignorance with judgment and scorn, we responded to ignorance by helping them understand and um, not being judgy that they didn't know at all, but rather uh, helpful in those moments. And I, I just wonder what this episode can teach us about that. So anyway, uh, now we can lean into the episode because that's what's important. And today we're talking about the crown. 
not the Crown Netflix show, but the episode The Crown of the Dragon Prince, which you all are clearly going to know. I'm just rambling at this point. Anyway, it's time for a recap. So I'm going to count myself down and go over a quick recap and do my do my best. Three, two, one. Okay, so Bait and Ez are talking about the dragon, and they're like, oh, let's reminisce. And then they're like, you know, they learn about being king from being from Opelli and from walking around, and there's jelly tarts, and then he gets lots of messages from the backlog and then finds out about assassinations, and that's really terrifying. And then Sword and Claudia walk in, and they're in chains. And then Prince Kasif is, you know, all about some war, and Ez is all about some peace and not blaming kids for their parents' mistakes. And then he puts on the crown. But before that happens, on the other side, there's uh, Calum and Rayla traveling through Zadia, and Calum loves every new discovery. He is just all about some new stuff and adorabers, and then, you know, there's some stinky stuff, and then there's some stinking cute stuff. And that's my recap. Woo! I, you know, I got just over 30 seconds. I'm gonna say that was a total win. Total win. Uh, if you want to do a recap and practice, I just I just want to say that you are welcome to send your your practice to us in audio form. We may or may not put it on the podcast. I'm just going to invite you to do that because you never know how hard it is until you actually try it. Anyway, uh, we're going to move to our next segment. Our next segment on this episode is the top five. My top five moments of ignorance in this episode, which uh, probably is not as funny as that label would suggest as, you know, it's not like a BuzzFeed thing. Anyway, uh, moments of ignorance, whether they be uh, good or not good or no judgment. Really, judgment's not a good idea. Anyway, I I digress. My top, I'm focusing on actually, I'm focusing on characters and because I felt like every character had a different response to ignorance that I kind of want to touch on their response because I think that's importante. So, Callum is who I want to focus on first, because I I love Callum in this episode. This childlike wonder that he has going through Zadia with Rayla and Zim is the way that I would hope that I had just led my entire life. <laughs> it's so beautiful, and Callum clearly doesn't know what's go- what, what Zadia has to offer, and Rayla does and is acting as tour guide, and Callum responds to everything she shares with awe and wonder and fascination. And I wonder what it would be like if we <laughs> if we responded to what we didn't know with curiosity. I wonder what it would be like if we were like, tell me more. I want to know more. I wanna I wanna learn about all of this. And I, I find it just really beautiful. And it's everything from the landscape to the trees to Zim burping sparkles. You know, it, there's melodaisies, right? And he just goes through and says, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? And Rayla's like, okay, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this and I'm going to give him, you know, a flatulily. And, you know, she kind of takes advantage of this ignorance. And I, he responds with wow, I wish Ezrin could experience this. Like, he's on such a high right now that he almost doesn't mind. Clearly, he doesn't want to keep smelling these things, but at the same time, he's like, wow, this is an experience that I will never forget. I wish Ez were a part of this. And I find that to be really beautiful, right? Like, I just, I think that's something to strive for, that we can uh, be curious and really genuinely want to know about all the cool things that that are happening and i just i find that from callum to just be 
lovely and really uh, part of his, you know, attraction and what attracts people to him, I think. Uh, and, you know, and the response to Adora Burrs is gorgeous. Like, he gets one, sees what happens, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to go find a several. And then he just leaps into a pile of them and turns into an Adora Burr monster. I just, I I think part of what the, the what's the best word for this? Not, I don't, I've been trying to avoid light metaphors and dark metaphors, but... It, it, that that's what the first thing that comes to mind. I guess I guess there's a a really beautiful side to ignorance when you respond to it with with curiosity and awe and wonder. So I just I wonder what it would be like. So the next person I want to focus on is Opelli. So this is my my top two right here, right? Not in any particular order, but my next person is Opelli. Opelli uh, is not necessarily the one who is ignorant in this episode, but rather the one who kind of knows the ins and outs of the throne room and how to how all of the formalities involved in monarchy and the high council and all of the things involved. And Opelli is just a very gracious teacher in this episode. I really like admire her response to Ezrin's ignorance as well. And I think it's a response of grace. And I, I, I think that this is kind of what I was hinting at in my my short story about garlic, is that I didn't receive grace. I received judgment, and it was hardcore. Like, oh, I can't believe you would do the garlic that way. And then with this, with Opelli, it was like, no, I understand that you probably don't know this. Let me continue to teach you and inform you and make sure that you do know. And then when he makes decisions, she respects them once he knows the information. And I think that's so important because the other side of it is, okay, like when when Corvus is trying to get in the throne room, Apelli's like, hey, here's the deal. You can't let anybody in unless uh, the king specifically requests them. And Ezrin's like, I specifically request Corvus. And I think a lot of people would respond to that by saying like, but like, you should really reserve who you should let into the throne room, you know, because like, it's really like super big deal. And you're letting, I just, I really wonder if you're, you're thinking about, and then she just doesn't question it. She's like, okay. It, that checks out. And the guards are all like, that checks out. And so there's this respect for Ezrin that once he knows the information, that they let him make the decision. And I think that's amazing. I also think that's a really beautiful way to teach children. <laughs> I, I think that oftentimes we try to manipulate them into choosing the right thing. And I, I wonder what it would be like if we said, hey, here's all the information. You get to make the choice. Now, I'm, I can feel all of the people who are responding to that statement with like, no, but what about, and like, I hear you, I totally get it. This is not a, a, applicable in every situation, but I wonder if that was our default. That's what I'll say. What would it be if our default was to respond in a similar way to a Pelly, where we give all the information and then respect the decision that is made? So thank you, Opelli. You're a boss. Uh, now let's go to Ezrin, and let's look at Ezrin's side of this. And I, I find that Ezrin and Callum are similar in their response to uh, things that they don't know. Because, like, the first thing that Ez does upon walking out of the room is, like, 
test the guards and like, okay, I'm gonna like dance around and watch them continue to do this. And I, he's in, he's playing with them. And I, I find that really beautiful. And I would find that really endearing in a leader that somebody who is willing to, to play and be curious and learn. Um, and, and then I'm on a more uh, serious note with Ezrin, I kind of want to go to this moment where the guard that walks in with Soren and Claudia, he, <laughs> Soren's like, why are they locked up? And he's like, well, they're, you know, they're Viren's children. And Ezrin has been living with them for years. <laughs> and so like, why did he respond with, well, they're, they're Lord Viren's kids. They're, they're criminals. And it's the logic doesn't compute for Ezra. And he's like, so what? Who, that's, what's, why, did, what does that have to do with the price of butter? Right? What does that have to do with what's going on right here? And I, I just love that Ezra doesn't like fall prey to the, the logic of, of people. Like there are some people who would fall to the pressure of being king in this moment and someone who is their elder or who is older than them or they that they respect would pressure them by like oh, they're well well duh they're lords veering kids and it's like oh you're okay and then not respond with so what I just, I really admire Ezrin for that, for responding to a question that tried to uh, question his judgment, frankly. And I, and I think that, I, I wonder if it was such an obvious thing to this guard that, well, of, well, of course, it's because this is how it's always been done, that they're Viren's kids, therefore they're guilty too. And... I just love that we're questioning this this thing that is happening, that has been passed down. And I, I, I think that's what's beautiful about sometimes having children lead us is that they aren't necessarily um, affected by the decisions of their predecessors. And I think that's what makes Ezrin super cool is that he's like, nah, fam, I'm going to choose to do what is right rather than listen to what has been done for forever so i think that's a, a beautiful way to to consider what's going on as well okay speaking of claudia and soren that is my fourth uh point that i want to focus on claudia and soren come in to this room throne room in chains and claudia is i didn't know soren was planning to kill the king i still don't even kind of believe it and there, she's just mad because she was ignorant in the first place that Viren didn't include her on the project. Um, and there's also this, like, I'm not willing to believe it yet, so this is all a mis... This is all a misconception. Nobody should act harshly because of all the things that are going on and looks at Ez and is like, Ez, you know me, you love me. And then Ez is like, pressured by all the people to be like hold on let's let's wait till you get more information and i i kind of love this whole moment because we should not make decisions 
without all the information, right? I mean, and granted, we will never have all of the information. Let's be frank about that. We will never have all the information and we we gotta do the best with what we got, right? So I just appreciate that Ezrin is saying, I can't make this decision right now. I need time to think. And I think that is a really beautiful thing to ask for. So when we are, uh, in, when we feel like we don't have all the information, when we feel we are ignorant in some way, saying, hey, I don't have all the information. I need more time. I think that's a really helpful tool to have in our toolbox because I often feel pressure of like, well, I don't know, but you have to make a decision now. It's like, or, or what if we waited to make a decision just a little bit? Right? And so I, I think that, again, that doesn't always apply. We have to weigh what is urgent versus what is important. And sometimes that merits a decision immediately. And that's tough to discern sometimes. But when we can take time, I think that's probably a good option to, to consider when we don't have information. Okay. All right, for my fifth, I'm going to focus back on Ez, but I'm going to bring in Prince Kasef into the mix. One of the things I've been thinking about ignorance is, like, what are what are the things that ignorance plays with? One thing I'm noticing on one side that it plays with is, uh, like, curiosity, right? If your response to being ignorant is being curious, then I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I'm, that's, that's a good way to respond, right? Uh, another way to think about it is what's the, the not so great response to ignorance is like, no, I'm going to double down on what I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to say, no, this is how it has to be or else. And I just think that Prince Kasif is, and maybe I'm looking a little bit into next episode. He's, you know, doubling down and he's going to go to war, right? He's like saying, hey, bro. Now, we don't necessarily see that. So the reason I bring it up, this this moment with them, is because <sighs> Viren is clearly not focused on proper succession of leadership here. He was thinking that he was not going to go to jail. But I think proper succession of leadership involves sharing important details for the success of those the leader is serving and even in ideal situations when leader when there is transfer of leadership there is not a lot of communication and so this is an example of why communication is really important about what are the decisions that the prior person made and we i, I really wish that there had been a list uh for ezra and saying hey these are the things that really need attention now and it would be nice that if someone had been reading those things, like the idea that there was someone without, there was not a head of state in Catullus making decisions for however long between Viren going to jail and Ezrin leading and not, and nobody was reading all of those 400 messages is, uh, mind-blowing to me it's unreal right like the idea like there's there's a west wing episode where uh president bartlett spoiler alert uh for this show that is multiple multiple years old at this point um but many many years uh president bartlett gets has to go into surgery and it's one of those things where for an unforeseen amount of time there was 
it was not clear who was in charge of the nation because President Bartlett hadn't uh, signed the thing that makes it so the vice president was in charge and all those, all the things. And even then, the vice, I think it was an episode where the vice president had recently been fired. So it was like, oh my goodness, the speaker of the house is like supposed to be in charge now. What do we do? And so moral of the story is like, it is terrifying to think that something could go down in that like span of days where, what do you do? Who's in charge? No one? Uh-oh, that's that's terrifying. So I think that part of uh, one of the things we can do to combat ignorance is to kind of really, like really hone in on the gaps in our organizational structures. And I think this is a completely different side than we normally go down in the podcast, but I, I do really think that we can avoid ignorance if we um, do our best to maintain proper succession of leadership, right? And that's not always possible, but when it is, I think that it leads to a much smoother transition. And again, that was not the intention of Viren at all, so I might be reaching. That being said, so it goes. The other kind of thing about this is, you know, these messages, the music is really telling uh, around this idea of ignorance being blissful, right? Before the messages are read, music is like playful and like do-do-do-do-do-do, and that's super cool. And then as soon as they start reading these messages, like it goes dun-dun, and that's not literally what happens, but it's gets somber and ominous and uh-oh music, and I think that the music is kind of helping us realize that ignorance is bliss. When we don't know what's going down, it feels good, but it doesn't mean that it is good. And I think we have to ask ourselves, would we rather know or would we rather not know? And, you know, it might, I I think that Sunshine is a big proponent of this message, but We can either do a proper amount of work on the front end, or we can do an inordinate amount of work on the back end. And I think that when we choose ignorance, we are opting for the latter. And so I will pause there and say that it's time for a musical break, and we'll come back shortly, and it will be all kinds of joyful uh, for our next episode, or not episode, next segment, excuse me. it is time for our lens mvp lens mvp and again just as a reminder lens mvp is the person 
the character in this episode that really kind of just embodies the lens. And for this one, my nominee for the lens MVP is based off what I've said already is Callum. I think that curiosity is just a beautiful response to ignorance. I think it's beautiful. I think it's uh, really telling and we get to see the smiles and it just makes a big, big difference. And it's not to say that that didn't happen elsewhere in the episode, but I just, Callum made me smile the most. So I'm giving it to, I'm nominating Callum. Feel free to, you know, nominate your own. You can send us a voicemail at thearchivia.gmail.com or you can tweet at us on bnb underscore pod or any of the other social media things, bnb underscore pod. All right, moving on. Uh, Next and finally... We are moving on to our gratitude. Gratitude because it's super cool to be grateful. For my gratitude, I am really grateful for Opelli. And again, I feel like I've talked about this, so I don't need to belabor it, but Opelli just is a really helpful teacher in this episode. She notices that Ezrin hasn't been wearing the crown. She goes and talks to him and said, hey, this is a pretty big deal, and you are still a child, and that's okay. I didn't sense any, like, real judgment from her saying, hey, like, you should totally, like, choose Regent because you're a child and you're clearly struggling. That was not the tone of her her conversation. It was saying, hey, I I know this is hard, and I, I want to support you, and this is one option. And I thought that was really beautiful, and I think that her offering that to Ezrin was, was a true gift. And it made him, when he chose not to do that, I think it gave him two feet to stand on and it made him stronger in that moment. So I just really want to be grateful for Opelli because she's the bomb.com and uh, thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. Okay, this brings us to another episode, uh, the end of another episode of Bending Not Breaking. This is your host, Ben Pruitt, and thank you so much for being a part of this and for supporting the podcast by listening. And I really hope that you enjoy our other episodes too. If this is what you're joining for, for, for Dragon Prince, I hope that you check out our avatar episodes too. And our core episodes, because my co-host is pretty cool and makes a lot of the conversation, uh, pretty great. So I just invite you to check that out. Uh, but for now it is the end. So until next time, be well and do good.